Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 51st episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off to COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. This is the 25th episode as part of my partnership with The Avail List, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are ready to get back to work. For this episode, we have Sonia Velasco, who's been freelancing for the last two years and most recently as a content writer for Alpha Business Images in Dallas, Texas. You know, Sonia wasn't necessarily let go, but as a freelancer, you know, like we were just discussing, always kind of finding that next job is a, a bit challenging, especially in COVID, you know, definitely tricky. But Sonia, really happy to, uh, to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, maybe just start off by telling everyone how you're dealing with the pandemic, where you're quarantining, and what you've been doing to, to keep busy other than, you know, the freelance gig. Um, yeah, so I'm quarantining at home. Um, I've just been staying indoors as much as possible. Fortunately, um, I didn't lose gigs because of this. Um, and the agency that I work with out here in Dallas um, wanted everybody to stay remote. Um, I also work with um, a client in California and they didn't um, reduce work. So I've been very lucky to continue working and hustling through this quarantine. Yeah, that's great. Is home in Dallas? Dallas is temporary home. Uh, California is home home. So I'll be moving back to California uh, around May. Great. How's freelancing? I know you've been freelance for two years. Has freelancing in a pandemic been different? Um, it's been fruitful. <laughs> um, I've been very fortunate that uh, the agency out here in Dallas, uh, one of their clients is the city, or I'm sorry, the county of Dallas, um, and they were selected to uh, do all the content for the census. So I was able to jump on and it was a, a very aggressive push because um, there was no more face-to-face -face interaction after COVID hit. So everything was copy and graphics. Um, so we had to really drive the messaging home um, in order to get people to take action on the census. So there was a lot of work with that and they loved the content that I produced for the census. So they brought me on to do content for um, Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport, Love Field Airport, uh, Visit Dallas. Um, and I, I don't remember. And, and managing their social media and creating content for the ad agency. Great. All, all good things to be doing. Keep them yeah. busy. Yeah. It's been now, great. maybe just tell me and, and everyone a little bit about yourself, you know, what clients you maybe worked on in the past and where you've worked in the past. Um, yeah. Um, so in the past, I've worked with Lexus. I worked with a men's uh, clothing line called Red Label. Uh, Red Label Red Label Tailored. Um, I've worked with an interior designer that's um, in Washington, D.C. Um, I work with an ad agency in California, um, a beauty studio in Arizona, a skincare line in Oregon. Um, so I've had a lot of uh, direct consumer clients, um, and I've also had a lot of B2B clients as well. Great. And how do you end up in the, in the ad world, and how do you end up writing? Well, I've been in the marketing industry for about seven years now, going on eight, and I started uh, working with a hair care line as the executive assistant to a well-known hairdresser, and he basically taught me the ropes, showed me, you know, everything that had to do with business. Um, so 
she had me wear multiple hats. I had to do marketing. I had to do graphic designing. I had to do the copy. I had to, you know, do the operations and project management. So that was kind of, uh, you know, uh, what is it when you say like um, your experience? So on, on hand, just he was like, figure it out. You, you got to do it. So I did that for three years. So that prepped me for um, just working in, in marketing and running a business. So um, I went from that to becoming the marketing manager for an autism software uh, technology company. And then after that, I was the marketing director for uh, Robin McGraw Revelation. So Dr. Phil's wife has a skincare line. So I was uh, the director for her brand. Um, and then from there, um, I just went freelance. So um, I, I love the marketing industry and I've held pretty much every role in the industry and copywriting is where I am most in love with marketing because words are what make people take action. You can have a beautiful image, but if you don't have the words to accompany it, the image, people aren't really going to know what to do. Know? So um, I enjoy the part of st storytelling and um, converting prospects to clients. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, really important to, to use words to tell stories. I think that first experience of yours kind of being thrown into the fire is the best way to learn. You yeah. kind of have to, you know, here it is, figure it out. And, and you, yeah. you know, it may not be the best at the, the current time, but it, it helps you learn and it definitely makes you smarter, you know, going down and kind of improving from there. So Absolutely. Not fun when it's happening, but definitely helps you on, you know, later. Yes, I agree. And talking about, you know, writing, making people, you know, you know, do certain things and buy certain things. Is that why, you know, on LinkedIn, you kind of call it a conversion writer mm -hmm. versus a copywriter? You kind of, you know, how do you, you know, why did you come up with that name? Where did that come from? Um, so I take a lot of courses online and um, just identifying with, because you can write copy or write content and you're not really asking someone to do anything. Um, so I feel like when you are specific, specific, say you're a conversion copywriter, you're, you're actually wanting someone to take action. You know, it's, you have a reader there, but you want them to convert. You want them to do something. So for me, it's more specific to say I'm a conversion copywriter than just a copywriter because I feel like the, the purpose of what I do is to make people, you know, something. So Yeah, it's a really important distinction. And I think, you know, every copywriter could write, not every copywriter could write in a way where there's a clear call to action to get you to, right. to go and purchase something. Yeah, and I learned um, specifically with the census, that was a, a true test to getting people to convert. And to see the numbers and to understand that, you know, based on the copy, you know, we had within the few months that that project was there, which was, I worked on it from March till June, uh, till July, um, we were able to convert 6% of the um, parts account population, which equates to $1.2 billion for the next 10 years. This is, you know, reaching Hispanics and African-Americans that wouldn't necessarily take the census. So to be able to get them to take action was really uh, telling with why conversion copywriting is important. Yeah, that's great. I think I have a census from New York sitting on my desk that I have <laughs> not done, but maybe I will. Um, so <laughs> you, you are currently 
freelancing, but what, you know, would you maybe be looking for in your next role? If you do go back to California, you know, what would you be looking for? I want something full-time. Um, I love freelancing because I love working on, you know, collaborating with different clients, but I also like not having to task switch and not having deadlines cross with different clients. And I, I do everything in my power to make sure that I meet deadlines and I have yet to miss one. Um, and I want to continue that streak of, of delivering content on time, um, quality content on time. So I think um, it's important for me to be full-time because I want to focus on, you know, one client or employer uh, than having to juggle multiple um, different industries. And that's really important. So I want to make sure that I deliver quality over quantity. Yeah, definitely. And that's, you know, as a freelancer, that's how you're judged you know, do you deliver whatever the project may be? So yeah, I'm sure it can get tough being a little scatterbrained being on multiple things with multiple timelines, all kind of funneled separately could yeah. become a little, you know, too much. Yeah. And, you know, different clients, they don't care. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah, like, okay, sure. well, that's not my problem. You still need to deliver. So I definitely want to make sure that I, I just deliver for everybody, but specifically this one. Yeah, exactly. And you owe it to yourself to kind of set yourself up to succeed. You know, don't yeah. want to take on too much and you know whatever falls from that so yeah it's tricky but I think like you said full-time kind of gives you that you know somewhat security to, to really focus and hone in yeah. on the project at hand what would you say are some of your better qualities um I'm very curious and I ask a ton of questions and I think as a you know copywriter you need to ask those questions you need to um see different perspectives too so it's not just if a client has a project and you you know, they say they want to present something, but what if there are angles that they didn't see? Like presenting, maybe it is being devil's advocate, maybe, you know, to anticipate um, what may, what others may do. So I think um, asking a lot of questions, um, seeing different perspectives, um, because your audience isn't always going to view what you present in a positive way, right? So you have to anticipate all the angles and uh, be able to address those because in the long run, it could be a PR nightmare if you're not you know, aware of what negative impacts may happen based on what you push out. So oh. curiosity is a big thing for me. Great, do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? Um, I wanna say the census has been my favorite. It's probably been one of the most challenging uh, because it is within the government, um, it's not, an exciting topic. So to be able to create intrigue and engagement for a topic that no one really cares about <laughs> was pretty, it was challenging, but it was very exciting to be able to move the needle. And I think that was probably the fun part because I like seeing the, the numbers. I like seeing people, you know, how are they converting? I'm super, super, analytics are important. You know, the data is super important in order to know how to write the copy, how to you know, revise it, how to make it better. So um, that was probably the, the most exciting thing. Yeah, I think you have to move the needle. And I think it's impressive for you if you can make a, a census, not cool, but if you can make it effective and work. That's right. a lot for whatever conversion writing you're doing. It's, it's working. So power right. to you. Thank you. What would agencies be getting if they did, you know, reach out and hire you full time? Um, dedication and passion. I feel like if you um, have passion for what you do, you'll end up dedicating more time to the project. And, and that's something that I 
I, I love writing. I've always loved writing. And I, and because I have marketing experience already, understanding every role within the marketing industry um, and having copy experience um, would be a, an asset to any. Yeah, c- completely agree. Tell me about your, your blog. I was on your website for a little bit. I saw, you know, you, you, you blog every now and then. Where yes. does the inspiration for what you're writing about come from? How often you try and do that? When did it start? Um, well, normally, I wish I had more time for my own stuff, uh, but because I am working with you know several agencies, it's very difficult to uh, dedicate to my own blog. So I do write a lot for other agencies, um, and I'm just inspired because these are questions that I feel like clients have, and they just don't know. They don't know what they don't know. They know they need something, but they don't know. They may not know what it is. So trying to um, answer these questions within the blog is uh, important in case someone does want to hire me. Like they'll know that I have uh, knowledge of what they might potentially need. So I wish I had more time to write um, my own stuff, but there's more stuff on my portfolio than there is on my blog. So that that tells you problem to have. It is. And then what's uh, architect of words? I saw you started that as well. Yeah, so um, I feel like as a copywriter, you lay down the foundation for a client, for their business. And, you know, it starts with the words. Like I mentioned earlier, you can have an image and, you know, it could be anything that you're promoting. Let's say you're promoting um, a pre-workout and it's just the image. Why will a customer want to purchase that if you don't have those descriptive words that are going to make them take action how are you solving their problem if there's no words to your visual you're kind of falling short so that's what i feel like a copywriter is an architect of words you're putting the story together you're building the foundation you're constructing something yeah i think i think that's really important i I agree with you the power of words you know no one can argue it and especially conversion You, you know you really need the words the image can do a lot of the heavy lifting and get you feeling some way. But if you need a sense of conversion, you need some call to action. You need the words to, to want you to do something, whatever you know, the, the particular action may be. Definitely. It's the last question for me, unless there's anything I didn't touch on, is if there is a, a dream client, brand, agency that you want to give a little shout out to. Um, I'm a fan of 72 and Sunny. Um, I feel like their campaigns are really cool. Um, obviously, ABI, um, they they do a lot of um, campaigns and, you know, within the transportation, tourism, civic industry. So I, I feel like they, they may not be considered fun industries to write for, but if you are up for a challenge and you want to, you know, get better, that is definitely an agency to work for because you have to figure out how to make people convert for, you know, these type of industries like healthcare, education. A lot of people don't really, you know, they're not considered fun, you know what I mean? But if you can, you know, convert in those industries, you can convert in any other. So those two agencies are the ones that I really Yeah, I think that's a really good attitude. You know, if you can convert on the non-sexy clients, right. when you get the opportunity to work on, you know, a great client, you're, you're so much better prepared. Yes. I always kind of bite my tongue when I ask that question about dream client, but out of all the episodes I've done, the dream client has reached out and hired one of the people. So, Oh, that's awesome. So it, it could work. Hopefully you know, one of them is, is listening <laughs> and makes it happen, but 
thanks so much for you know putting yourself out there and being willing to do something like this. Yeah, thank you for you know having this conversation with me. It's really fun. Yeah, of course. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, they could email me. So it's Sonia at architectofwords.me or call me 818-401-7644. There you go. You know, good luck and thanks so much. Thank you. And that's a wrap for the 51st episode of Bouncing Back. You know, anyone who may want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, have them shoot me a note at M-A-L-O-W 930 at gmail.com. And you can now check out these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back in Advertising. Thanks a lot.